0: up it's the rant my name is jeff Today is wednesday december 2nd and of course there's a football game today (laughs) why not we aren't going to talk about that football game we are in fact going to move forward to week 13 on the show today i'm going to break down my initial set of rankings for you before i do though let me tell you about our presenting sponsor and that of course is monkey knife fight do you like to play daily fantasy sports of course you do Well, you got to go check out MonkeyKnightFight.com. MonkeyKnifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks. And that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, esports, and football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else? Monkeyknifefight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. Hey, with a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win state and age restrictions. Apply. See site for full terms and restrictions sign up. Use the promo code RANT. It's a good thing. All right, let's move on to the rankings, and let's start things off with quarterbacks. I'm not going to overthink it this week. Patrick Mahomes has really emerged as the class act of the league for fantasy purposes. He is the top dog, and he is my number one quarterback this week. Russell Wilson at two. I don't think that the Giants have the ammunition to contain Russ, so I I like Russ to bounce back from last week. Aaron Rodgers at three, facing the Philadelphia Eagles. A pretty tough defense, no doubt about it. But Rodgers, man, he's only had, I mean, he's only, he's had 240 touchdown seasons in his career only. That's really freaking hard to do it once. He's done it twice. He's going to do it three times this year. He's already got 33 on the season. Now, ranked fourth for me, and I, I think this is an important one Josh Allen. I, I don't know what it is. Like every so often there there is a player who seemingly everybody apparently has on their fantasy roster, and everybody is is making a decision about. So far this week, that player seems to be Josh Allen. And I've gotten a ton of questions already about people trying to bench him. Literally, I've gotten questions like Josh Allen or Mitchell Trubisky, Josh Allen or Phillip Rivers. Like, this isn't even close. It's Josh Allen. Like, Let's not overthink this one. I get that he's facing San Francisco, but don't go doing something silly, especially if you happen to have your playoff life in the line or if you're fighting for a bye. Don't go doing something silly. Josh Allen's my number four quarterback this week. Deshaun Watson at five. I I don't really think that losing Fuller is that detrimental to him, so I'm keeping him there at five uh, this week. Uh, Ryan Tannehill at six. Love the matchup for him against the Browns. Justin Herbert at seven. I don't love the matchup, but I don't hate the matchup against the Patriots. Then, Kyler Murray. I know a lot of people are also thinking about this. I would not get too crazy here. If you say Kyler Murray or Taysom Hill, it's Kyler Murray. Now, if you said Kyler Murray or Josh Allen, I'd go Josh Allen. Obviously, anybody who I'd ranked ahead of him. It's really close, honestly, between Kyler and Justin Herbert. It really is. Or Kyler and Ryan Tannehill. I mean, almost coin flip. And that is one of the points that I always make on this podcast, right? Sometimes, yes, I'm ranking Tannehill at six and Kyler at eight, but sometimes the difference between six and eight is minuscule. Sometimes it's, it's somewhat sizable, and it's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. But other times it's minuscule. And that's the one thing I hate about rankings is it doesn't encapsulate that subtlety of difference sometimes. And, and that's, this is one of those instances. I have Lamar at nine. I do expect him to be back. Taysom at 10. All he does is score rushing touchdowns. Now, on the edge here, I have Kirk Cousins at 11, and right now, Cam Newton at 12. I will say this. If Ryan Fitzpatrick plays, he's 12, but he is not guaranteed to play because Tua could be back in. On the outside, uh, close to quarterback one territory, Ben Roethlisberger's right there. That could change. I'm recording this before the game. So that could change. If he goes out and lights up the, you know, granted, it's a shorthanded Ravens, but if he really lights them up, I may move him up. We'll see. I'm operating slightly off of uh, limited information here, but I'll update that later in the week on the pod. Uh, not streaming Mitchell Trubisky, and even Derek Carr, great matchup, but I think we learned our lesson last week, so I don't want to get too cute this week. Moving on to running back at the top, it is Dalvin Cook. He is banged up, though, so we have to wait on the practice reports for him. I'll update that through the week, but if he's good to go, he is the top back on the board. Derrick Henry is not too far behind him, facing Cleveland this week. Then James Robinson. How about it, man? How about it? Undrafted free agent who has just been phenomenal this year. Any anyway, of the guys averaging over 20 touches per game. Hey, you know, It's not a bad matchup against Minnesota. Love James Robinson. Nick Chubb at four, really kind of asserting himself in that backfield last week. Now, the game script could put Kareem Hunt in play, but I'll talk about him in a minute. Austin Eckler at five. Yep. Right back to where you should be, Austin. So good to have you back, brother. So good to have you back. 25 touches last week for Austin Eckler. Aaron Jones. Who? Aaron Jones at six. It's a tough matchup, but gets decent volume even with Jamal Williams there, and Aaron Jones obviously has that nose for the end zone. Chris Carson at seven. I think they were easing him back in last week, so he's a top 10 play for me this week. David Montgomery was able to take advantage of a good matchup last week, so I'll take the cheese, David. You are at eight for me this week. against. The, it's another good matchup against the Lions. Miles Sanders, everybody, everybody, everybody runs on the Packers. Antonio Gibson at 10. All he does is score touchdowns. He is so good, man. So good. Eight touchdowns in the last five games. Alvin Kamara backsliding to 10, or 11, that is. He's not out, outside of the RB1s yet, but I do think that you know, Latavius Murray has crept up into flex territory, like total independent value of uh, Alvin Kamara at this point. And Kamara is backsliding without the usage in the passing game. DeAndre Swift at 12. I do expect him to be back this week. JK Dobbins at 13. I also expect him to be back this week. Raheem Mostert at 14. Now I didn't love the snap distribution in the backfield, but I still love how I love how Mostert plays. So he slides in there as an RB two play. Speaking of sliding, Ezekiel Elliott sliding back to 15. Faces the Ravens, not a good matchup. They should be full strength next week. And Zeke's got fumbleitis. Clyde edwards alaire at <clears throat> 16 against Denver. He's really game script dependent at this point. So that's the unfortunate thing you know you run into there with edwards alaire Wayne Gallman tough matchup against Seattle, but I still love his nose for the end zone at 17, at 18. Kareem Hunt, there you go. So he's an RB two play, and and in the right game scripts, especially he he uh, certainly can touch the ball a whole heck of a lot. Uh, after Kareem Hunt, Kenyon Drake slides in there at 19, and then at 20, Duke Johnson. That could move depending on David Johnson's status. Melvin Gordon at 21, kind of boring, but you can run on the on the Chiefs, and, and no Philip Lindsay likely here, so that'll help Gordon. Uh, Naeem Hines at 22. Speaking of boring, Frank Gore at 23, <laughs> very boring and then at 24 uh Damian Harris. Now, on the outside looking in but with some moving parts could be in, Benny Snell could be in. Uh we we'll wait we'll wait and see what happens with Connor if he can get off the COVID list. Uh Devante Booker, wait and see what happens with Josh Jacobs cuz I did not mention Josh Jacobs there. I don't expect him to play, but that doesn't mean he won't, you know, that that doesn't mean he's he's definitely out. Uh some guys who I could flex this week Giovanni Bernard is a flex. Latavius Murray is a flex. Cam Akers, maybe. It's really risky. I think Jamal Williams is a pretty safe flex. I think he's going to be involved a lot, too. Cam Akers is risky. I just don't like the way the snaps are being distributed in that backfield, and I think a lot of people are just simply glossing right over that. And just looking at the fantasy production, which is usually a, a recipe for disaster, All right, moving on to wideouts. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf. Do I really need to explain those? No. Keenan Allen at four. He's averaging 12.2 targets per game. At five, A.J. Brown. Love the matchup for him. Love his nose for the end zone. Calvin Ridley at six for now, depending on Julio's status. I'd move him down if Julio is going to play. Stephon Diggs at seven. Volume City, even in a bad matchup. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins at eight. Tough matchup, but still volume. Then back-to-backs on the Minnesota guys. Uh, Thielen and Justin Jefferson rounding out the top 10 against Jacksonville. Thielen will be back this week. Allen Robinson, believe it or not, Mitchell Trubisky, good for him at 11. Bob Woods, even though the passing game is struggling there, he really hasn't been impacted yet, so he's at 12. Tyler Lockett at 13, so he's still a wide receiver too. It's just with DK really surging that takes some of the meat off the bone there for Tyler Lockett, unfortunately. So with Tyler Lockett now, um, basically I think you have to start him because you don't want to miss out on the big game, but you also have to temper your expectations for him. That's that's kind of where we are. Terry McLaurin facing the Steelers. It's a tough matchup for Alex Smith, so he comes back to wide receiver two territory. Brandon Cooks at 15. He is the number one now with Fuller out of the way. Devontae Parker at 16. I'm going to adjust if Tua ends up starting. I actually prefer Parker with Fitzpatrick, and I don't think it's that close. Cooper Cup after Parker, then Michael Thomas uh, coming in there at 19, and then Deontay Johnson at 20. That's going to change potentially, like I said, based on this game, which as I'm recording now, it's about to go to kickoff. Next up on my list at 21, Amari Cooper actually looked pretty good last week. Andy Dalton, not terrible. And Cooper can still ball out, so he's a wide receiver too. Jarvis Landry on the up and up at 22, 23. Debo D. Show. Love Debo Samuel. 24, Corey Davis. Just on the outside looking in there at the wide receiver twos is Chase Claypool, another one that could change. Cole Beasley coming after him, Jacoby Myers with his volume, Michael Pittman at 27, and love the volume for him as well. He's just good. Then CeeDee Lamb, Juju Smith-Schuster, Sterling Shepard, I don't love him with Colt McCoy, but I I mean, he's going to get enough volume to be a wide receiver, uh, you know, basically a wide receiver three. Marvin Jones, who? Marvin Jones, if Kenny Galladay doesn't go, and it's not looking good for Galladay. Come on, man. Tyler Boyd, Brandon Ayuk, T. Higgins, Jerry Judy, and then Nelson Aguilar rounding out the top 36 there at wide receiver. A uh, couple guys who are really close, Brashad Perryman, Jamison Crowder, kind of pick your poison. They're right on the edge. Alan Lazard, T.Y. Hilton, Jalen Rager, they're all right there. Remember, if you want the entire set of rankings, you can get them over at ftnfantasy.com. Finally, tight end. Ugh, ugh. But you know what? At the top, I I don't say ugh. Uh, Travis Kelsey is basically a wide receiver. I mean, the dude is producing like he almost has a thousand receiving yards already. He's producing like a wide receiver, like a, a, a an amazing slot receiver, <laughs> a, a gigantic slot receiver. Uh, and I love that. And I know that people out there, I've heard this because you know I I I'm pretty vocal about how I dislike the tight end position in fantasy football. And a lot of people have hit me up on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe, and said, yo, well, all we did is we just eliminated the position, and we folded it into a wide receiver tight end flex, and so there, you're only using, I mean, this year, who are you using? You're using Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, you were using Kittle, you're probably using Hawkinson, you might use Henry, Goddard, maybe Tanyan, who else are you using? Like, it makes the position now make more sense for fantasy if you go that route. And I know there are purists who hate that idea. I get it. If that's you, I get it. I understand why you hate it. I don't hate it because you know, I I I especially despise when somebody thinks that a tight end is not good because he went 3 for 32 and didn't score a touchdown and think that a tight end is good because he went 3 for 32 and did score a touchdown. That's what I despise. That's what I'm trying to fight against here about the position because I love tight ends (laughs) phrasing I love the position of tight end in football (laughs) I love tight ends that's what she said I I love the position in football I do those guys are warriors man they got to be blockers and pass catchers I mean uh, and and I'm not talking like uh you know pass pro for a running back I'm talking you're in the trenches man I love that position. And I it just really pisses me off when uh people misunderstand and make you know rash uh conclusions about players based on fantasy stats. Like it's just silly. Anyway, ran over. <laughs> now you know why we called the podcast what we did. Travis Kelsey's freaking awesome. That's the moral of the story. He's at one. Darren Waller is pretty good himself. He is at two. Then at three, Hawk is having a great season. He really is. And I'm glad to see that because we need more good fantasy tight ends. So he is at three. And Hunter Henry is at four. Hunter Henry's having an awesome season as well. And that's great because he stayed healthy. Knocked on wood immediately as I said it. Uh, At five, Robert Tunyon. And then Dallas Goddard at six. So Zach Ertz is going to be active here. But here's what I expect. I expect a buttload, and that's a technical term, of... 12 personnel. And in 12 personnel, you do have Zach Ertz uh, as the move and you have Dallas Goddard as the inline, but Dallas Goddard can do a lot of things from inline tight end that ordinary tight ends can't do. Like he's not Gronk, because who the hell is like Gronk in his prime? But he's doing some Gronk like things at times, which I think is really fascinating. To, you know, again, I love the freaking position and I love watching, especially these inline guys who are so crazy athletic. Like, he's not just a big lumbering like Jason Witten type. I mean, he's so fluid and and he's such a mismatch and so hard to cover at his size that he stays in the top 10 for me, regardless of Zach Ertz status. I want to pick up Zach Ertz. I want to see what happens with him. I may be willing to start him this week, to be honest with you, because they have nobody to catch the football. After Goddard, it's kind of a, a mess. But I'll go Evan Ingram, Mike Gesicki, Jonu Smith, Eric Ebron. That's sort of like a next tier for me. Like if you have those guys this week, I don't. I'm not uber confident, but I, I don't feel that bad. And Gesicki's only in there if if Fitzpatrick starts. I don't feel that bad. So what does that get us down to like ten? All right, 10-team league, you're all right. And a 12-teamer, then you're probably dealing with the rest of this trash if you don't have these guys. So here you go. Hayden Hurst, Kyle Rudolph, Noah Fant, Austin Hooper, Jordan Reed, Jordan Aikens, Trey Burton. Heck, I'll even go Dalton Schultz, Jimmy Graham, Logan Thomas. I think that's about as far as I'm willing to go. Yeah, it's about as far as I'm willing to. It still gets us down to, like, 20. Uh, I would be higher on Jordan Aikens if it wasn't the Colts. I'm really intrigued by Jordan Aiken. So, the Texans are going to run a bunch of 12 personnel as well. And there's news out there that he's like basically going to be the slot receiver. So, what they're kind of doing, and I, I think this is going to be fun to watch as well, is they're basically using 12 to almost kind of uh, like retrofit 11. Does that make sense? Like, they're going with 12 personnel because they'll have two tight ends on the field, but it'll almost be like three wide if he's basically a big slot that's that's how I'm trying to understand it at least so it's going to be really interesting to see how they do that and and he's so big and athletic that he's got some appeal I just don't think I'd go as far as streaming him this week but then again all those guys are bunched so tightly together that any one of them could get in the end zone and yeah then they're they're a top 10 fantasy tight end and maybe even a freaking top five tight end the way that this season is going Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, I'll uh, be back tomorrow, of course. No Thursday Night Football, so we'll break down wide receiver cornerback for you and any updates I get on some of this stuff I talked about today. Of course, I'll be sure to pass them along with my thoughts on those updates on the podcast. In the meantime, you can head on over to ftnfantasy.com for what all of the rankings and projections, all that goodness, and go check it out. There's free stuff, too. I know people like free stuff. we got lots of free tools, free information, free content. Go check it out if you haven't already, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Rackliff on Instagram, and I appreciate everybody reviewing the show on Apple. If you haven't done so already, here we go. All you have to do is open up your iPhone. Open it up. Unlock that bad boy. Go to the Apple Podcast app. Find my podcast. It's called The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe. You're listening to it right now. Scroll to the bottom and click the stars. That's all you got to do. You can also go on the web and review it there. Uh, and we are still having a contest. The deadline for this contest is Friday. Here's what you have to do to be entered in to win rant swag. I like swag. It's stuff we all get. All you have to do is promote the show in a creative way on Twitter or Instagram. You can say whatever you'd like about the show. That it's helping you win your work league, as I saw somebody say. That the show sucks. <laughs> that my jokes suck, and you don't. You cringe every time I make a joke. I don't care what you say, it doesn't matter to me, because it's all family here, you can break my balls, I don't care, where I'm from, if you break somebody's balls, it's a sign you like them, <laughs> that's how we do in Philly, alright, anyway, use the hashtag, the rant, use the hashtag, rat pack, and include my Twitter handle in there, And link off to the, I have seen some people not linking off. Link off on either Spotify, Apple, whatever. Link to the podcast where somebody could possibly see the tweet from you and maybe subscribe and make the Rat Pack even bigger and stronger. All right? Friday's the deadline. I'll announce a winner next week. I appreciate everybody who's done this already. There have been some that I've literally laughed out, out loud at. So I appreciate that. It's the gift that gives all year round. All right? Okay, I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.